This is the sermon podcast of Lord of Life Lutheran Church in Columbus, Ohio, where we proclaim God's extravagant grace, radical inclusion, and relentless compassion. Join us for worship Sundays at 8 a.m., 9 a.m., or 11.15 a.m. This is Lord of Life. There is a place for you here. For more information, please visit our website at www.acceptingall.com. Hello again. My name is Suzanne. I'm honored to uh, have been asked to be up here with these guys on Youth Sunday and um, just help as they share their journey. Um, This is their third worship service today, so they're doing really awesome. They get to know what it's like to be pastor all Sunday morning. Um, We're going to take a moment. Um, This is not the whole team. We even have lost a couple, had some commitments, Um, but we're going to just go ahead and have everybody introduce themselves first. Hi, I'm Jada. I'm Ruby. Hi, I'm Allie. Hi, I'm Nate. Hello, I'm Nathan Clark. I'm Liam Pierce. I'm going to be a senior at Worthington Kilbourne High School. I'm Scott. I'm Lillian. I'm Cameron. (laughs) Um, So before we get started, um, we just want to say thank you so much to all of you who supported us. Um, It means so much to us that we are able to bring our kids on this trip um, to be able to fly. We heard about so many stories of people sitting in buses for several days, and we're so grateful that our congregation supports us enough that we're able um, to make some of those choices that are a little bit more convenient and comfortable for everyone. Um, We're also so thankful for your prayers um, before, during, after. Um, We definitely felt them while we were there. So we just want to say a huge thank you to our congregation for the support. It's much appreciated. All right, uh, before we get down to the interview, I just wanted to share some information I found out about their trip. Um, The theme for this year's gathering was This Changes Everything with the scripture basis of Ephesians 2, verse 8, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God. And um, the logo for their event is on the front of our worship bulletin this morning, kind of a mosaic theme, just really showing um, how many different things can come together to make something beautiful. So with such a great theme... Let's dive right in. Um, so this theme was also broken into some daily focuses of God's call, God's love, God's grace, God's hope, and then Jesus and how each of these things um, really change everything. Um, and so how did this theme or maybe one of those daily themes affect your, your experience there? Who has the mic? Back row, who has the mic? Cameron, guess you're up, buddy. How did God changes everything really speak to you throughout the week? I mean, I saw God everywhere when I was there. And, like, not just, you know, in our group, but, like, other groups, too. Like, just everybody willing to help out in in any way. And, you know, um, if someone's feeling down or something, you know, they'll, you know, talk to them and... See what's up, and um, I mean, and honestly, I think God does change a lot of things, and like it, change, it you know, changes people's view and perspective on life. And when you really, you know, give in to Him, I think 
you know, everybody just sees differently. And I think it's a pretty good thing. So I definitely think uh, God changed us as a group, like when we were there. So. Yes, yes. Liam. Yeah. So the theme of this changes everything seemed really obvious to me to be a, sorry, to be like an idea of God changing everything. Obviously he does because he's in control of everything that happens. But throughout the week, I really learned how God changes everything through me and how he makes changes in my life so that I can change the world around me. And that's how he changes everything. Fantastic. Um, In our gospel today, we heard about the feeding of 5,000, and even just listening to that gospel, um, we get some imagery of how daunting that was. But you all were with 30,000 other youth in one city. Um, Anybody want to share, what is that like? What, Ruby up here? Yeah, please. What, 30,000 people? Um, It was crowded, and it was kind of weird. (laughs) Yes, it was super hot on all the transportation, in all the stadiums. It was wild. It seemed like we didn't even pass any actual Houston living people. No real Houston residents. Just a bunch of other people also wearing church shirts. A lot of brightly colored shirts everywhere. <laughs> a lot of wristbands. Yeah. It was a really cool experience, but it was almost surreal because... Everywhere you look, somebody had a cross or was offering you a wristband or was clipping something onto your backpack. It was wild. Um, It was definitely different because um, normally when you go to a church or anything that has to do with, like, a church event, you normally think, like, at most maybe, like, a thousand people. Like, and that's a lot. So... It's kind of weird just going somewhere and then there being 30,000 people in one city, not including the people who just live there and work there. Um, like, So it was just kind of weird to see um, how many Lutherans there really are in the United States alone, and that's not even all of them. This is just only like the small fraction of how many there actually are. Okay, well here, I hope, is an easy one. Um, Let's go back to Lillian. What was your favorite part of the gathering, the experience of the gathering, or even just the week in general? Um, My favorite part was probably Synod Day, um, because it's strange to think that in southern Ohio there's that many people. (laughs) Like, it filled up an entire ballroom of a hotel, and those things are pretty big. So there's, like, a lot of people. And Ali had the honor of signing us up for communion, um, which was an incredible experience because we got to, like, hand out um, wine, grape juice, and crackers to everyone. It was just, like, a really awe-inspiring moment because you got to connect with everyone in your synod for, like, this little while, but it, like leaves a lasting impact so I really like that I guess Absolutely. anybody else want Scott you want to share your favorite moment um, my favorite moment was there was a breakout session where Nadia um, kind of held a, I don't know, a brief bible study and she brought up a bunch of her friends and they kind of did just this round table about um, 
all kinds of stuff, but grace and hope and all that stuff. So it was, it was pretty cool. It was a smaller setting, so you really got to know, you know, her and got to see her, and it was, it was somewhat funny. There's a funny moment because if anybody knows Nadia, she doesn't have the cleanest vocabulary. <laughs> um, and up there with the four ladies talking, one of the other ladies kind of slipped and said something that she shouldn't have said, and she just thought that was the funniest thing ever, because it wasn't her this time. So, yeah. um, well, with, with awesome moments, we all know, especially with a lot of people and a lot of heat and exhaustion comes, comes some struggles. Um, what is maybe something that you struggled with during the week? Oh, passing it down to Nathan. What's a struggle you the had? Crowds. The crowds. It was the, the crowds, the never being alone, the mildly cramped sleeping accommodations. <laughs> it, I don't like being in crowds. Yeah, that was a pretty big crowd. Yeah. Yes. That's understandable. Anybody else have a... Struggling. Oh, here we go. Nate. Uh, the heat definitely was getting to me. Um, I'm pretty sure it was a game of how uh, quickly I would sweat through my shirt um, th- throughout the day. And I think one day I actually sweat through it twice because then we were inside and it dried. And then, yeah. So that was drinking lots of water and making sure that was, that was the biggest struggle. Um, one thing I thought was going to be a bigger struggle than it was was the transportation First night for the mass gathering, it was a little bit of a, a, mess. a mess. We don't talk about that. But the rest of the days, we were very, it was very organized, and they got us back uh, really quickly. Um, so that was something very thankful for, for sure. Great. Oh, yeah. Can you hand one back to Cameron, please? Thank you. The plumbing was really bad. No. <laughs> okay. okay. That's self-explanatory. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Um, let's see. Can you hand it back to Liam? Um, Liam, it's, uh, we have been told or throughout, it's my understanding that every group at the gathering participated in some, in a service day, uh, throughout the community. Could you tell us about the service day and what y'all did for your service day? So for our service day, it was our group. And I think about two others, we hopped on a bus and headed outside the city to a small facility that was it's kind of like tennis it's more like platform tennis so it's like in a cage and it was a woman that came over from Spain to start it here and she made she kind of talked about how she started it to like get kids involved and I really think that that was a cool thing that she was doing but she what she wanted from us was to paint the exterior fence while the interior of the fence of the facility so I teamed up with a group from North Carolina, and we took on a section of the fence, and we painted the Houston skyline, and then there were other parts of the fence that people really took their own creativity to, and it was a great opportunity for us to make an impact in the community. Fantastic. And um, there, so everybody gets a chance, there is a, a f- digital frame out in the North X. You can see pictures of their trip and this awesome fence um, they were posted on social media, so I did see them, but you got to see this fence. They did a really, really great job on the fence. Um, well, before I go on, did anybody else want to share anything else about service day? Any? Nope. Okay. All right. So when we had a meeting about this, um, 
someone's about this planning this worship. Someone said they felt mission trips were more for experience God and youth gatherings or where you really get an opportunity to just learn about God. So my next question is, what did you learn about God on your trip? Um, let's get who we had. We've had everybody because we have a smaller group. Jada, it's going to you. There you go. Um, I kind of learned that um, God doesn't really just speak through like I mean, I knew this, but, like, it just kind of helped show more that God speaks through so many people. And I don't think that we all realize how many people God speaks through because we only really see it more in our little church community here. But it was so cool just to see how, like, just how many believers there are and how many people God has spoken through on that trip. Um, And I think it was just really cool to see that, like, it's not just like a bunch of like it's not just thirty thousand random people who just gathered to help. Um, these are all people who believe in God and who want to make a difference in this world. Um, so I've shared this story at the other two services, and I just wanted to take a minute to share it here. Um, I guess I learned that God, kind of like what Jada was saying. God works through people all the time, every single day, just regular people, you and I. And it was so cool. Um, one night at the gathering, um, the, the evening mass gatherings are where all 30,000 people are there. It's a huge number of people. It's really amazing. You get to worship together. They have speakers, all kinds of things. And um, we'll get into the speakers a little bit more in a minute, but the speakers hit on some really big, really meaty topics. And so some of them were a little bit difficult to listen to. Um, more than a little bit difficult, I might say. Um, and there was one night that one of our youth um, was kind of upset about one of the topics that was being discussed by a speaker. And so that youth and I went up to the concession area and just kind of took a break and we're talking about it and kind of calming down, bringing, bringing ourselves back together to go back in. And um, a woman who I didn't think had even been listening um, came over while we were talking and gave us both a hug and gave um, the youth a cross and said, just remember that the light of God will always be with you. And it was so cool seeing God show up in that moment that that youth really needed um, him to show up um, through someone, just a regular person. So that was really special. Thanks for sharing. Anybody in the back row? God, God moments? Well, in addition to learning about God on trips like this where you really get to dive in and be surrounded by God and by new experiences, you often learn a lot about yourself. What is maybe something that you learned about yourself, um, whether it's faith or just something new about yourself? William? Okay. um, Generally, I'm a pretty quiet person. I don't like to socialize much, Um, but um, we had these wristbands that we had to give out instead of uh, clips because, like, Ali wanted us to actually talk to people and get to know people from other country, uh, other states, not countries, (laughs) Um, other states, and um, that way we can, like, have more connections outside of our own community. So I, like, took a daring leap and had, like, a handful of them, which is really nerve-wracking for me. 
Um, and Jada and I had like a little competition on who would get out first, and Jada won like every dime. <laughs> but that's not important. I still did it. And, um, it wasn't as nerve wracking as I thought because like people were really nice and they like exchange wristbands with you, and like you get to start talking about stuff with them. And like one group had like a, a scratch and sniff pickle sticker. So I traded so many wristbands for that sticker. <laughs> um, it was amazing. Um, that's what I guess I learned is, like, I'm not, like, opposed to the idea of hanging out with other people who believe the same thing as me. That's great. How about Scott? What did you learn about yourself? What did I learn about myself? On yes. This trip? Leaders can learn too. Oh, I learned <laughs> every trip. There's no doubt about it. So, I mean, I, it, I always just sit back and the, I think the older I get, the more I sit back and kind of watch and just see how it goes. And it's always amazing to see how incredible these youth are and to watch them interact and learn and grow throughout the week um, and then to see them express it here in such a, a great way and you know sometimes you might be on the trip and you're wondering are they getting anything out of this or not and then they come here and they just share what they've seen and learned and it's just uh, amazing so that's the part that I guess keeps me coming back <laughs> watching that amazing work that God does through these youth. So we've already heard that there were some pretty impressive speakers, some kind of life-changing and um, life-challenging topics. Um, <laughs> Jada's, yeah, has one. Um, so could you share uh, maybe a speaker who really, uh, their message touched you and just maybe what that message was about? Uh, my favorite speaker was a 11-year-old girl, and she's a transgender child. And what really spoke to me is that she was just so confident in who she was because she knew all along that that was who she was meant to be and she was going to embrace who she was and not kind of, like, try to find somebody else to become or, like, just hide who she was. Um, I also really liked when her mom was speaking before she came out because she talked about her, like just a normal person and that, like, like a real person, not somebody that you should treat differently just because they, they're either transgender or, like, anything else like that. Um, I really liked how um, she was, like, a, Rebecca was her name, the little girl. Uh, she was uh, so confident when she spoke. She didn't seem very shy at all. And I feel like that's really brave for her because... She's speaking in front of, like, 30,000 people. And I feel like if I were to do that, I'd just be a hot mess up there. So. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Does anybody else have a speaker that really had a message? or a... Uh, So one of the speakers was this girl who, I think she was late teens, but she had a, a, a degenerative uh, disease that basically her cells couldn't produce enough energy for her. Um, so walking across the room was exhausting. Um, and so she, she came out and walked across the stage and sat down um, the steps and basically began to tell us how she knows how she's going to die uh, because 
this disease, and um, it just was crazy. Um, like you get chills just listening to it, and um, it really put things in perspective because some of our daily stuff seems kind of stressful, but really, I mean, it's not going to kill us. Um, so it's it just really helps you kind of take th- not take things for granted and put things in perspective, and um, that she instead of letting her disease kind of defeat her, um, she ended up starting a support group online for other people like her. Um, so that that was pretty crazy how she took turned something so um, sad and debilitating into something that's empowering and helpful. Um, so I was thought so, something that really had an impact on me. That's great. Anybody in the back row? Oh, yeah, Ali, please. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to... Um, touch on this one speaker who um, I don't know how old she was, probably uh, in the early 20s I would say, but she had started an organization called Means that their goal, I think she, she said she started it when she was 14 I think um, and her goal um, was to I guess more equitably distribute food throughout the United States. She was talking about how we have more than enough food um, and we have a lot of people who are hungry and this is a problem that we can fix. And so she had started this um, organization when she was 14 years old and that in, the, in 2017 she said they had distributed like 1.8 million pounds of food or something to people in need. Um, so it was, I, I love that because it shows our youth that even when you're young it doesn't matter. You can do so much. Um, that just because you're not an adult yet, it doesn't matter. You can still make such a huge impact. So I thought that was really special. That is the perfect segue to my next question, which um, which is that we see more and more um, that this generation are the ones really rising up and making, uh, being change makers. Um, and you guys are just already showing us ways to do that. And so I think it is really of value for us to hear what things you may see around you that you want to change. Um, one thing that I know that I would really like to change is that, again, with hunger, like in charities for people who are hungry, I feel like we could do so much more than what we're doing because like at home, we all have food that just goes bad and we just throw it all away. Um, but there are some people who go home, like over the weekend if they're um, in school, they just don't have food and have to wait till they can go back to school to guarantee their next meal. Um, which is why I'm really happy that we do buddy bags here because um, our community, just our little community here, wants to do so much for people who may not even believe that God exists so that we can make sure that they can go home over the weekend and just have something to eat because we all know when we get home, we're going to have, like, plenty to eat. So. Anybody else? DJ, does somebody want to share? Do you, um, David, <laughs> we had somebody who had to leave, um, had a really powerful... Um, thing to share for this. Thanks, Liam. So a big thing that he really felt was needed in our community is mental health. Huh, sorry, mental health awareness for teens, and how that is a struggle worldwide, really, and how there are a lot of people out there facing mental health 
issues and that they should be addressed more easily and not looked upon negatively, especially in schools. Yes, and he shared in uh, high school he's going to alone. They had four four, uh, people commit suicide in the past year, so um, was really passionate about that. So I thought that was incredibly um, wise to share. Okay, last but not least, what would you say to someone to convince them to go to the next youth gathering in three years? Let's go to um, Ruby. We haven't heard from you for a little bit. (laughs) Um, It's really cool, and you get to meet a lot of cool people and really bond with your group from your church a lot. It's really fun. That's awesome. Nathan, would you have anything to add? Or, oh, do you, Jada? I'm sorry. Go for it. Go for um, it. I think that if, you, if I was trying to tell somebody about um, the trips that we go on and I was trying to convince them, I kind of mentioned that, like, how many opportunities are you going to get to go someplace new and just help out their community with, like, not just by yourself, but with a bunch of people that you kind of grew up with because I feel like a lot of us youth kind of just grew up in the church. So we all know each other. So it's just awesome to kind of watch each other grow during the trips. And it'd be fun to just kind of go and see what a difference that like you guys alone can just do. Absolutely. Well, I know you guys are tired. But I really want you to hear it one more time. We're so proud of you as a congregation for going out into the community, for um, helping spread our mission of sharing the love of Jesus with others. Leaders, thank you for your leadership, um, for taking care of our people, and um, it's always an honor to serve Jesus alongside of you. So thank you all. Let's give them a round of applause. Thank you all. Thanks, guys.